Greetings. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh. And today I have with me my sister in Christ, Dr. Mel Harper. I am so excited to have her on here. I've known her for some time. We share uh, similar contacts and we're in a VIP group together. And I absolutely love her heart for marriage. I love the standards that she sets for kingdom marriages. And both her and her husband are about it. Uh, they've got curriculums, books, all kinds of things out there. I'll let you read her bio in the chat stream because I don't want to waste any time. I want to hear what she has to say to us today. Welcome, Dr. Mel. Hello, 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 Maggie. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Such a blessing. I am absolutely been looking forward to our conversations because we share that heartbeat of healthy marriages. And I know that you have been doing this for quite a while, but I'd like to ask you, what? how did you get started in it? I mean, what, what made you, whenever God said, Dr. Mel or Mel, go do this, you know, you were probably like, what? So how'd this all start? So this was birthed out of our own pain. So about 15 years ago, I wanted a divorce from my husband. Um, I, I kept telling him I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this. There were just so many things that had started to happen. He went away to Iraq. That's one. And then when he came back, he was just like a totally different person, as you can imagine. Um, being a military wife, he um, he was gone quite a bit. But this it was just when he went away this time, it was for an entire year. And when he came back, it was just like, this isn't the husband that I had before you left. Like, I didn't know how to connect with him. I didn't know how to interact with him, engage with him. He was just completely different. And I tried. Right. But no one tells you or teaches you how to um, engage with your soldier. They just send your soldier back home and you're happy to see them at the airport. You're picking them up. You're like, yay. And then he's back and he's not the same. He's different. Um, what we what we found out was that he really suffered um, severely from PTSD, which that took a year to get diagnosed. So in that year, if you can imagine, I'm like, Mm -mm. this is not me. This is what I signed up for. He's angry. He's distant. So we started heading down that road of divorce and I wanted a divorce. I wanted out because I was hurting and I was angry and, you know, upset. I wanted out, but he didn't want out. He was like, if you can give me six months, to, to win you back and show you that I can love you the way that you deserve to be loved. Me and God can do this. And I said, instead of saying yes, I was like, good luck. Because I, <laughs> I was out in my mind. If you've ever been fed up, right? Um, if you've ever been fed up, you're like, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say. Um, but we got back on track and we'll talk about how we got back on track, but we got back on track and that's where this was birthed. I was like, if, if we can do it, and our marriage was like dead and it needed to be resuscitated, then I know other people can do it. Amen. Amen. Well, I literally, as you were doing that, I actually just sent this broadcast to a friend who went through something similar. Uh, you know, her husband came back with a whole level of things to process and, and, you know, going off to Iraq, that's no joke. And people, you know, we hear it so much. It's just be kind of, 
you know, people think, oh, well, you know, yeah, they served in Iraq. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for your service. But they don't understand the emotional toll and the psychological damage that it does. And yeah. it does change a person. So I'm so grateful that you chose what the enemy meant for harm for God to turn around for good in your marriage. And now you're paying it forward and yeah. you're helping others, whether or not their husband, maybe their husband has come back from drug abuse. Maybe their husband's come back from a health crisis. Maybe they have come back from extramarital affairs. Whatever the case may be, God can heal. He is in the business of restoring in us, but it's worth the work, people. You got to do the work. So I imagine you had to do a lot of work for restoration. <laughs> yes. What did that entail? <sighs> well, first we had to make a decision that we wanted to be together. And remember, I didn't want to. So um, we went to our pastor who guided us through. He doesn't call them counseling sessions. They're called reasoning sessions. So he guided us through some reasoning sessions where um, he, the first question he asked was, do you want your marriage? My husband immediately was like, yes. And I was like, well, if he does, I do. I'll try. You know, <laughs> I was there. I mean, I was there. I get it. <laughs> so um, we started, well, the first thing we had to do was write a vision for our marriage because we didn't have that before. We were just riding it until the wheels fell off, right? And then we're in it for better, for worse, but we don't consider the worst when we get married. I think that 50% of marriages end in divorce now because we only hear 50% of the vows. It's for better, for better or for worse, for richer, for poorer, for sickness and health. But we hear for better, for richer, for health. So when the worst comes, we're just not even prepared for the worst. When we talk to singles, I ask, I say, have you considered the worst? And after you consider the worst, would you still stay? Or do you still want to be married? Um, so we had hit the worst and we decided, okay, we, get, we have to come up with a vision for our marriage. So we sat down, write the vision, make it plain, right? That's right. And the people without a vision will perish. That's our right. marriage was perishing because we didn't know where we were going. We didn't have a purpose for our lives and for ourselves as husband and wife and for our family. So we wrote the vision and we made it plain and we let our children in on that vision as well. So we started to operate in our marriage through the vision that God gave us. And when my pastor told us, this is bigger than you, Melinda, I was like, no, it, the first day I was like, mm-mm. No, this is about me. See, it's it's all about me because I'm the one that don't want to be here. <laughs> but it wasn't about me. We went over well with the Lord, huh? <laughs> it wasn't about me. It wasn't about him. I know now that it's for all of the people that we've been able to help since then. But in the beginning, I didn't see that. But the very first thing we did was to create a vision for our marriage. Mm -hmm. That's powerful because I actually do the same thing with people I work with. I have them have a mission and a vision and their mission is going to drive their entire uh, relationship and what they say yes to and what they say no to. So that's incredibly important. You have a very wise pastor. I call those reasoning sessions discovery time. <laughs> because it is and there is and I'm so grateful that you got the help that you needed because so many people I had a guy tell me recently actually it was this last year wasn't that recent but he said they were getting married and I said are you guys gonna do premarital counseling and he's like why would I want to do that I've been married twice I know all about it and I went <laughs> I mean I'm like I looked at her and I was like honey we need to have a session <laughs> yeah <laughs> because people 
They don't. You're so right. They grab hold of all of the good and they don't consider the bad. And yeah. listen, folks, if you're watching this broadcast and you are in an abusive relationship, we're not saying that's okay or to stay. What we're saying is, is that it's going to take you to step out in faith, to do the work, the inner work in you of why you want to bolt, why you want to run, why you want to abandon the, the relationship. And that changes things. And I know you have a curriculum about women who are in waiting. And I love that because you're either married or you're preparing mm -hmm. for ma marriage unless God called you to be single. And there's a small percentage of people that he did that with. Talk about that a little bit, the waiting process and the preparation process. Okay. So wives in waiting is for those. It actually is for single and married women. Because oh, I love that. Because you can be married, you can have a husband, but you may not necessarily be a wife. Ooh, say I that mean, again. Say it I again. <laughs> you may be married, you may have a husband, but you may not necessarily be a wife. Come so on, when I talk to people, I tell them I was married for eight years before I learned what it even meant to be a mm -hmm. wife. And that was in that time when we were healing our marriage and healing our relationship. I realized, I'm like, I don't even love him according to how the Bible says I should love him because mm. I wasn't always kind. I wasn't always patient. I kept records of wrong. Although I wasn't hysterical, I was often historical. Like I would bring up things. So when I looked at that in first Corinthians 13, I was like, you know what, man, this hurts <laughs> all this time. And I have not been loving my husband. What kind of wife was I actually being toward him? So wives in waiting is for single women and wives. So we call it wives in waiting. We're preparing ourselves mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, and emotionally to be the first, the best woman that God called you to be, and then to be that wife that we're assigned to be if that assignment comes up. So good. So good and so needed in this generation. And I and I love that you mentioned that because being a wife is more than just, you know, sharing uh, the marital bed and and take and doing you know chores around the house it, it takes a requirement of that whole uh gelling together and uh i just i the, if someone would have told me that i would enjoy being a wife i would have been like you are out of your flipping mind of course i wasn't going to get remarried anyway that was the lord's idea and i'm glad i did because i would have missed out on the biggest blessing in my life but i actually find enjoyment in being in that wife but i think it's because i did so much inner work yeah. You know, because I was a Christian counselor before I got married. And so I had done a lot of marital counseling with couples and I knew what not to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was seeing what worked and what didn't work. And of course, I had my own experience was enough to make anybody not want to get married again. But it is now I take such great pleasure in sharing the purpose and the passion that God has placed on us in life. And that is a life worth living. Yes, I agree. I definitely agree. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your prophet to her husband mm -hmm. and the prophet is spelled prophet like P-R-O-F-I-T and then the prophet like prophet. P-R-O-P-H-E-T. Like yes. yes. Both prophets. So a prophet to her husband. I wrote that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I wrote that out of sheer obedience. So this was after my husband and I, we got back on track and I would go to conferences and do women conferences and things like that. And people would ask, what did you do to get your marriage back on track? So I would talk about the vision that we wrote. I would talk about the um, devotionals that we read. Um, 
the activities that we did, the conferences we went to. We definitely learned our love languages and how we apply that every day. Like I talked about all that stuff. And then the Lord said, put it in a book. And I was like, well, God, what do you want me to say about marriage? Because I don't have anything to say. He's like, you don't say anything about marriage. You tell them what I said about marriage. The things that you learned that helped you come back from the pits of hell (laughs) in your own marriage. You tell them what I said about marriage. And you tell them the truth about sex. And you tell them about healing themselves emotionally and spiritually and So that's, I wrote the book, A Prophet to Her Husband, and it helps women understand the assignment as a wife. So that's where that book came from, Out of Obedience. I love it. I love the title. And and I love the fact that you did address all of the important areas in there, because it's more than just one thing. It takes, uh, you know, so many ingredients. You know, it's kind of like if you miss out on some of them, if, if you bake a cake and you leave the eggs out, it's not going to work. I'm just saying. And right. it's the same thing with our marriages. It requires the, you know, the, the fruits of the spirit. It requires our attentiveness. It requires our patience and uh, of being willing to stand back and say, okay, God, this is your covenant that you gave us. And it is to mirror, you know, Christ and his bride. And it's an important assignment. Yeah. So now that book is actually being used by Cora Jakes, isn't it? Isn't that cool? Yes. So we use it as the curriculum for her wife in it program. So yeah, we would meet on Saturdays. They would be able to ask questions about the chapters. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Yes. I love that. And for those of you that don't know, that's T.D. Jake's daughter. So when somebody that's as big as T.D. Jake's daughter steps up and says, excuse me, Dr. Mel, I love what you did here. You know, it came right from the Holy Ghost. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. And I want to encourage you guys to pick up this book. And you might be thinking, wait a minute, you know, I've got enough marriage books. Listen, you can never enrich your marriage too much. I tell people all the time in marriage counseling, when they come to see me, I'll, I'll be like, hey, listen, you do not drive your car and not rotate your tires or change your oil. You have got to maintenance this thing. You have got to steward this thing. This is a gift from God and you need to do everything that you can in your power to enrich it. And that means doing, like you said, the devotionals together or spending quality time together, whatever it is their love language is, make it happen because it is so worth it. And I, you know, I know a lot of women out there are listening to us going, well, yeah, you guys have got all these happy-go-lucky marriages and you look all happy, but I just want to smack my husband and I'm ready to leave or I am tired of standing and praying and I don't know what else to do. What would you say to those women? I would say first pray. Pray and ask God what he wants you to do and then wait and listen. Because some people think that it takes two to make the marriage right again. But I really feel that God, he sees us as one. You know, the two become one. He sees us as one. So if my husband is the one working on the marriage and I'm like, good luck. (laughs) God honored that. He honored when my husband said, you know what? It's going to be me and God. Just give me six months to help you fall back in love with me. And when I say he did the work and I didn't, I didn't. I did not. I was just there because I was done. When I, I, I hope you can feel when I say I was done, I was done. There were times, and I, I hate to even say this, but it's true. There were times when he would say, 
babe, can we pray together? And I'm like, you can pray. <laughs> I don't want to pray. Like I was so hurt and so yeah. disappointed and so ready to be finished. I, let him do his six months, whatever he's going to do. But in that time, God heard every prayer my husband prayed. Mm -hmm. God saw every tear my husband cried. So mm -hmm. I know it only takes one in the beginning to start the healing. Kind of reminds me of that movie Fireproof. Yes. I'm, it was to that point where she was done, done, you know, just don't even, don't even try, but yet God. So it's funny you mentioned that, right? So he used the book, uh, Fireproof, and he went through that journal, the 40 days. I didn't know he was doing that until about <laughs> day 23, 24, somewhere in there. And I found his journal and I read it because remember, I don't care anyway. <laughs> That's who I was. And I read the journal and then I started flipping back to different pages. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And one of his journal entries that I remember so vividly is that he said, my wife doesn't talk to me anymore. I used to be her best friend and now she doesn't tell me anything. Lord, tell me what to do to win her trust back. I just want to hear her heart. And I was like, Mm. How can you continue to to fight against that? You know what right. I mean? Like I saw my husband's heart through those pages where where the year when he first came back from Iraq, I was like, I don't know how to get to him. I, I just need I want him to show me his heart. But he couldn't because he didn't know how. But in those journal pages, there he was laying his heart right there. And God said, here's his heart. So I read those pages and that's when I think that's when I think I started to fall back in love with him. Um, and then let me tell you. So we have a program called the 40, the Dare to Love Marriage Academy, where we help couples who whose marriages, they're flatlined. They're done. They need they're on their way out. Right. They're on their way out. They quit. And only one wants to do the work. We use the 40 day love dare as our curriculum. And I got permission from the Kendrick brothers to do that. And yes. I did, I do a video for each day because some people, they don't want to read the book. They don't have time. I'm on my way out of this thing. You want me to read a whole book and then do something? No. So I took each chapter and boiled it down to about five minutes with the main points of each chapter and give them the homework and the journal entries to do. And I got permission from the Kendrick brothers to do that. I love that. I love that because I, as a counselor, I've always recommended books, but I, you took it a step further and that's impactful because yeah. there are things that we gather over the years. And I am always like, okay, Lord, was that, it's so hard for original thought, you know, because everything boils down to the kingdom and the, and the word of God. And, you know, Solomon said, nothing is new under the sun. And right. they had something was good, but you were able to take it and put your your uh, flair on it and mm -hmm. your experiential knowledge, which yes. really is powerful because people see that and they're like, oh, it's just a movie or it's just a book. But when they hear your story, it, how saved you were my marriage. it saved my marriage. And I can tell you, it has saved many marriages since then. Yes. Just last week, I had a lady who met me online and her husband was gone. And I said, okay, you need the Dare to Love Marriage Academy. And I'm going to help walk you through the 40 days because those 40 days are hard. I tried to do oh, it yeah. and I kept stopping. And every time I stopped, <laughs> I started over until it just became a way of living. 
in our household. Um, her husband is back. Her husband is back. And they're both going to do the Dare to Love Magic Academy together now. Oh, that's precious. That is a testimony of the goodness of God. And I'm so grateful that you took the yes that you that, you know, when God spoke to you about this to take it and to share and help others. So how long have you been doing this? This has been who? Between 11 and 15 years. (laughs) Well, we. Yeah, because I like once we started um, getting results in our own marriage. It was just it was just so easy to say, oh, my gosh, y'all, we had a breakthrough. And from that breakthrough, we would have a once a month. It was every fourth Saturday of the month. We called it the School of Marriage Enhancement. Couples couples would get together. We talk. We give each other homework for the next month um, to until we met again. And so that's where it started in those small, intimate Mm -hmm. conversations. And we just kept going from there. I love it. I love it. I am so grateful. So listen, y'all, I want you to go to her website, check out the resources that they have available, pray about becoming um, basically about getting invested in this. It is drmelindaharper.com and you can find her book on all where they sell find books, right? Or Amazon or Amazon. Yes. My website as well. Okay. Excellent. And there's lots of great stuff out there and you might be thinking to yourself, I need a miracle. God is all about the miracle. You know, my decree lately has been that song that um, Brandon Lake sings, that one that, you know, says, don't you tell me he can't do it. And that song, that declaration. Have you heard that song? Oh, girl. I just like, you know, I'm just like, yes, yes. I'm going to add a lyric to that song. And it's, I believe the wonder working working power that God still saves marriages. Yes. have to you have to surrender to what he says and do it his way because as long as we're following the world's way we will always fail we'll always fail so this is good stuff so listen if you can leave the audience with the key okay and you've already given us a whole daggone keychain full (laughs) (laughs) and if you can leave the audience with the key what would that key be a scripture a quote or a word of encouragement from you today i just want to hone in on it doesn't take two in the beginning to fix the marriage to heal the marriage and to get it right back on track it only takes one god sees us as one and he will honor your prayers and he will honor your tears and he will honor your work so just get to work you don't have to think about well why do why do i have to be the one to start i'm going to say why not Why not? That's good. That's really good. And so to those women that have been doing the work, the women that have been, they're going into counseling, they're dealing with their root issues, they're they're trying to work through why they ended up in a a situation like this to begin with. Um, Any words for them? They might just need a different recipe, right? They might need a different recipe. They have the eggs, they have the flour, they have the sugar, they have the whatever, right? I think the Dare to Love Marriage Academy, because I've seen it work on me, I've seen it work on dozens of other couples, and it, it's been working for years. I try the Dare to Love Marriage Academy. I love it. And listen, y'all, you can find that on her website. I want you to go and find her on all the social media platforms. Follow her. She's got such great stuff. You're on, uh, I know you're on Clubhouse because we were talking about it before the broadcast, but you're also what on Insta, Facebook? Where are you at? Everywhere? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) Do you have a TikTok? Look at you, girl, man. You're hitting them all. What about YouTube? Are you on YouTube? 
Yes, I'm on YouTube. <laughs> there you go. Listen, y'all, go and like, subscribe, follow all of that good stuff that we do. And I want to thank you, uh, Mel, for taking the time to be here today, yeah. for allowing what the enemy meant for harm, God turned around for good. But you being bold enough to step up and say, hey, I was all, I was on my way out the door. You know, I was no joke, totally going to bowl on this. But yet God stepped in and used some tools that your husband was using. That was precious. Yes, and we will be married 23 years, February 16th. Oh, they're coming. Listen, y'all. And I just want to say that's cool. That's very cool because we don't hear that enough anymore. And so they did not give up when the transmission was trying to go out on their car, so to speak. They got they got a new one. Right. They didn't go trade it in on another model. They said, we're going to fix this. We know what's going on. We've got some communication issues. We got some past pains and hurts and wounds that need to be dealt with. We got some, you know, uh, PTSD that's come and showed up in the midst of our marriage. God can work with anything that you choose to work with. And so I encourage you to make sure that you get a hold of some of these tools that my sister's got because they're good. They're good. I wouldn't have her on the show if I didn't believe in what she does. So I want to thank you so much, Dr. Mel. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, yes. And you all, we will see you here next time. It is Valentine's time. So be thinking about this. You're going to hear a lot. I was actually, I I have another broadcast later today for the Godfidence today. And I was going to talk about uh, relationships because of Valentine's Day. But I was saddened this morning when I seen that um, the prior Miss America had committed suicide. Yeah. And so I'll be talking about that instead. But Mm -hmm. y'all, because that's something that is just like my heart is broken. You know, what a beautiful woman. And, And just, you know, oh. So, but with that being said, because it is, the end of January. And because Valentine's Day is in two weeks, uh, don't you think that your wife would love some of these tools? Or don't you think your husband uh, would, you know, like to utilize some of this? So make sure that you sign up for these things that she's got available. They're all on the website. And if you have any questions, reach out and she'll answer them. Okay. Yes. God bless you guys. We will see you here next time on Keys to Your Best Lives. 